Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Nine o'clock, open line hour, or anything you want to tackle your around your home, castle, or cabin. It's one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. If you are busy running around and don't have time to wait on hold, like Ken, who wants to talk about plug-in air purifiers, and we'll get to them uh, hopefully in this first break. Uh, you can text questions to four one one nine two three. Or if you need help with a little uh, visual aid, you can snap a picture and send it to info at rosieonthehouse.com. We have a special guest joining us this Saturday, uh, a returning guest. It's been a little while since we've had him on the air. We thought, uh, <laughs> Rosie, welcome back. <laughs> well, it's good to be back. I want to thank everybody for all the many, many, many cards of encouragement. And, and, of course, all your prayers. Thank you very much. Getting getting stronger every day. You betcha. We've, we're still getting cards and letters and people looking. Romy, your wrestling coach, Coach Garcia, called this morning and said he loved hearing your voice on air. And then he also said he missed you, Rosie, and he continues to pray for you. So you got lots of prayers still coming your way. Well, I'll take them. <laughs> I did the, the most discouraging thing about laying in bed for four months you get to look around and see all the things you need to get done at your house. <laughs> you have a lot Quit of looking. time to sit Quit there looking. and look at uh, that baseboard or yeah. that trim or oh, daily man. life. You get to pass by those things. Mercy, mercy, I'll tell you. Now, for anyone, uh, you, uh, radio is obviously uh, an audio and not visual thing. I, you, you are a lot stronger than your voice sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah when you uh, walked in today, it, well, I was like, hey, you know, it, there, there's dad. Well, I, I feel good, uh, and I do feel better than my voice sounds. It, it's a lot better than it was just a week ago. But when you live for three months with six tubes stuck down in your throat, this is kind of what you end up with. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm fine, everybody. I really am. And welcome back. Uh, this wasn't really planned. You in the office, uh, I guess it was Thursday or Friday. It was yesterday. You're like, I think I'll come down for the 9 o'clock hour. Absolutely. Yeah. For it's, it. <laughs> spending a very little time at the office so far, but that'll pick up in the next week or so. I'll, I'll start sticking my head in there and getting in the way. The cost versus value report came out. It was funny because when we were, uh, when I printed this and was looking at it, you know, one of the very first conversations we had on the broadcast when I joined 2001-ish, I guess, uh, we were covering the cost versus value report. And we were joking because bathrooms values were the highest return on investment for people in the Northeast. And uh, we were just kind of joking that, you know, that, that just proves what we always knew. Everyone from New York is full of it. Well, well, and, and the, Romy, and the, how long did you have to work on that? And the, and the, it's hard to use an outhouse when it's fifty below. Yeah. Real hard. Yeah, indoor indoor plumbing is nice Pretty in many in Minneapolis. Oh, well, it's just it's, uh, the homes were so much older, and the design style was so much different. Everyone out west is designed with two or three homes in the our bathrooms in the last you know, 70, 80 years, that wasn't always the case when they first started building some of these homes 200, 300 years ago. Well, 
the cost versus value report, as, as best I can remember, uh, made its debut in about the early 80s. So it's been about 30 years, and it has gotten more and more accurate. When it <laughs> and just uh, the early 80s was almost 40 years ago. Okay. <laughs> wow. How time flies, huh? <laughs> so what they do is uh, a, a national trade publication, Remodeling Magazine, surveys remodelers and appraisers and realtors from all across the country on 22 different projects and ask, in your neighborhood, what does a economy, a mid-range, and a luxury bathroom remodel cost? And they get enough samples of that that they can establish an average and then they go to the appraisers and they say, okay, if we redo that hall bathroom, and most hall bathrooms, like 80% of the bathrooms in America are five feet wide, because that's how long a bathtub is, and seven feet deep. When you open the door, you have a 24-inch vanity there with a sink in it. Then you have 30 inches for the toilet, and then you have 30 inches for the width of the tub. So the five by seven, five foot by seven, 35 square feet, is the number one most popular plan of a bathroom. So they break it down into medium and luxury. And we kind of show this to people and say, look, when we tell you what it's gonna cost, we're not trying to be the bad guys here. This is really what it costs. I don't think a lot of people really appreciate how expensive it is to run a 100% legal operation with the OSHA and the licensing yeah. and the insurance. I mean, it you know costs what? a lot of money. And to keep good people. And you need good people to keep up with what it takes to become legal because it's not like the day you start – and everything, the laws change, new pass, new code. Just keeping up on what it takes to yeah. stay legal. Constant. Oh, my. The conferences and the seminars you go to. So this is the remodeling 2019 cost versus value report. And it talks about that bathroom remodel in the mid-range. Is it going to get done for any less than $19,000? This is awful. <laughs> and when I, when I tell people, it's really hard for us to go in the bathroom and get out for less than 20. Really hard. Well, that number, when it, you said 19, I was expecting a bigger number. Me too. <laughs> that's, that's economy. We can take that all the way for upscale to uh, 63,000. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's easy. And, uh, and we have clients that have spent... Over a hundred thousand in a five by seven. Not all of our clients, but we've had some do that. So one of the they, one of the key things I tell homeowners in beginning a remodeling project, I, I really feel like if the homeowner tells the contractor what their budget is, they're really hurting their negotiating position, and it's the number one thing most remodelers. Or trying to get out of you. What's your budget? What's your budget? What's your budget? 
if the remodeler keeps asking you that question, your warning signals ought to go off. If your remodeler you have at the house is experienced in doing this kind of work in your neighborhood, you ought to be able to talk through what you want done, and he ought to tell you what your budget needs to be. And that way, you aren't sacrificing your negotiating position. So be wary of remodelers who are trying to dig your budget out from out of your wallet. And you think, gosh, I could never spend that kind of money, 63000 on a bathroom. But you go into a plumbing showroom like a Central Arizona Plumbing Supply, and they've got these jacuzzi tubs that have these racks that go over. You can hold your wine glass in, and it's like this uh, spa-like treatment. You're like, oh, I could see this in my house. What's that go for? $30,000. <coughs> They got for the top. They got wash and dry <laughs> toilets that are hand free that go over six thousand dollars. <laughs> so it you can get there real quick, and you know it's mind over matter. If you don't mind, the price don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but duh, we would never direct anybody into getting over their head by any means no. financially. Their home, you want to uh, own your home. You don't want your home to own you. Uh, I'd, is, is any of these calls our, our interview this hour? You know, I'm setting up for our guest okay. here, so uh, I'm, I'm sure they are. But. <laughs> oh, my bad. Well, you know what? I'll go ahead Please and start talking it. about this. We're getting a highlight today, um, an event in Tucson called Team Lizzie Bell. And if you don't know Lizzie Bell's story, you can find it on, um, on the Internet, uh, teamlizzie.org. And she's just a wonderful young woman who was born with a, a, a blood disorder and spent a lot, much of her life, young life, in hospitals and having to get blood and so at a very young age she realized that she wasn't the only person who would need this in her life and so she um, was always trying to raise awareness and then in 2009 the Tucson Extreme uh, Makeover came about and um, ABC's Extreme Makeover went to each state and picked one deserving family to get their home remodeled and Lizzie's home was chosen. Um, most, I think, a lot of it was due to the fact that of her heart for others, and then, um, and so they they chose her and they redid the house. And the house, I watched the. You can go on YouTube and watch the the video from the day they broke. You know, they showed the the makeover, and it's just a very touching story. The home was really just a wreck. They had spent all their dollars on taking care of Miss Lizzie, and so they came in. And they ended up with this wonderful home. And they did it in like a hundred hours. Hundred, yes, a hundred hours. Um, our our local um, Tucson builder John Wesley Miller was the builder on the project. He's an amazing man. Loves sustainability. Built many many wonderful features in it. So we have something for our listeners today. And you can tour that house at ten o'clock to two o'clock. There's a two hour window. You can ten tour. to noon. Mm-hmm. What did I say? Two. That's oh, right. Oh, sorry. Ten to noon. Ten to a noon. A two hour window. There you go. <laughs> and that's around the the Craycroft and River. Uh, River. And you just have to call us. We're not giving out the address, but if you want to call and go see the house, they'll be there to give you a tour. They um, they did wonderful the things. The family's like, there. The builders yes. are there. Mm-hmm. The architects mm-hmm. are there. You can find out all the things you could do to your own home to make it uh, energy efficient. So that's going on today at Tucson and the Rosie on the House uh, promotion teams out there in our Sanderson Ford Transit. They also have... Um, uh, state park passes with the transit as well as long as our home maintenance calendar if you're on, not on the mailing list for that you can swing by and pick one up that's going on today in tucson and now if you don't have time to do that the main reason for the for the event today is to get people to donate blood and there's two places in tucson the broadway blood donation center 
or the Foothills Mall Blood Donation Center. And you want to be sure and get over there and donate blood. Let them know you're there for Lizzie. They're, our blood supply is very low. And after Dad being sick, I can tell you when you need the blood, you need it now. Um, we don't, Our supplies are low. They only last like 42 days. So once you give blood, it doesn't sit there forever. So get down there and donate your blood. We've got calls lined up. We'll uh, get them screened and get to them right after this because it is the open line hour. Anything you want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin is one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. All right, second segment of the hour. That's when we give away our weekly promotion. If you got our newsletter, you've already had a chance to look up the answer. Who is the featured partner in February? Our February home maintenance calendar. You know that answer. Text it to 411923. You get it right. Uh, we'll put uh, everyone that got it right aside and then pick a random winner, and you'll get to enjoy the ASU take on Stanford on February 20th at the Wells Fargo Arena. Uh, tickets for two. Who's our featured partner in our 2019 home maintenance calendar for February? Text it to 411923. Between now and the end of this segment, let's get to our calls at one trip late. 767-4348. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. Ken called at the top of the hour. Wanted to get on and talk about air purifiers. Welcome, Ken. Thank you. Good morning. Yeah, we're just finishing up a bathroom remodel. It's our master bathroom though, so it was and but we managed to get it, I think, generally in that cost price for the the, the secondary bathroom, so I'm kinda happy about that. You should uh, be. Just got a lot of got a lot of dust, a lot of, you know, crap in the air and we'll have a professional cleaning done, but I'd like to get like I don't know, a plug-in air purifier, maybe, or something just to help clear the air. Do you have any advice? Well, you know, if this is something you're just looking and trying to do to clean up construction dust. Um, you're gonna, like you say, get in there and get it professionally cleaned, and then there are actually places that you can rent HEPA filters, uh, or you can. Uh, buy one uh, once once you're done with it though you're you're done with it and the, the dust has been cleared up a lot of people ask me if they're allergic would it help to put in a plug HEPA filter in my bedroom well it doesn't hurt but it only helps you while you're in your room sleeping which is better than nothing but then as soon as you walk out of that room or go outside of course, you're exposed again. So generally, what we do at Rosie Remodeling is we bring a HEPA filter to the property, and it's running the entire time we're generally on the remodeling project to keep all total dust totally completely controlled with big dust protection screen walls, hanging plastic, drop cloths, and everything else. Um, you know, you can get the plug-in filters starting at 50. They go up to 500. It isn't going to hurt, Ken. Um, but I'd say get the get the place professionally cleaned first, or else you're just going to be going through a lot of filters. Does that make sense? Thank you, and welcome back, sir. Okay, Ken, congratulations on your bathroom remodel. And if you feel that you need the ductwork clean, we're not big proponents of uh, ductwork cleaning unless it's a licensed yeah. air conditioning contractor because they then have uh, the proper training and licensing to open up the mechanical equipment and clean all the coils 
in your air conditioning system. And that's where a lot of the dust sits on the condensing coils where we're uh, to sweep out your entire ductwork and not clean the coils really doesn't uh, accomplish a whole lot. So yeah, a lot of our guys, uh, they did retrofit. Sometimes you see it, but a lot of the new installs, they're part of, they're including UV light filters that go into uh, the ducting system as an option to help purify and kill a lot of dust treatment or uh, uh, pathogens for yeah. indoor air quality control. <laughs> While you were out, we had a, a woman new to Arizona, and her neighbor told her to listen to the broadcast, and she called and said, I just had an air conditioning contractor try and sell me on this light because it keeps the copper from corroding. I'm like, well, I, I think I, – think, I think this air conditioning contractor hired his nephew right out of high school to go sell air conditioners for him. Those lights aren't for, for corrosion. They, he even used the word rust to keep your copper from rusting. Well, copper doesn't rust. It corrodes. So it was somebody's first day on the air conditioning sales job. But those lights, I've talked to all of our air conditioning contractors. Uh, yeah, they absolutely do work and are great for indoor air quality yeah. if, if it's something you want to invest in. So You actually have to be careful where you place those in the ductwork. Because if the light does shine on the electrical wiring or the components, <laughs> it, it deteriorates it. So it actually causes some amount of corrosion. But focus the right direction, installed correctly, it's about the best purifier you can get from the research I've seen. It's the open line hour at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Marianne wants to talk about window treatments and we've got a number of other calls that we're still in the process of screening. We've got a lot of great uh, great emails and responses so far coming in. And this one I thought it was like grandpa uh, my my great grandfather Raymond emailing from uh, from heaven because the, the advice that Claudia gives sounds like uh, <laughs> Grandpa Raymond's Rexall uh, solution she said the oh it's uh, rosie great to hear you back on the air that little frog in your throat sounds like you could use some soothing beverage try some hot tea with honey lemon and a shot of whiskey a couple of those and you'll sound better or you just won't care yeah <laughs> grandpa raymond's honeydew <laughs> although instead of lemon his was butter honey honey whiskey and butter said if if people knew that cure my drugstores would go out of business We will get to our weekly home maintenance how-to. A little maintenance on the garbage disposal, but we've got a line of callers first, and we're going to get to them right now, starting with Marianne and Phoenix. Welcome to the program. How may we help you? Um, yes, good morning. I am calling because my husband and I just bought our first house, and the the um, they, we, have two, we have this double-door situation that leads outside, and there is... It, what looks to be like a set of blinds inside the window pane, and you can use a magnetic piece to move them up and down and to open them and close them. The problem is we didn't realize that when we bought the house, we thought it would be an easy fix because somebody moved the blinds up, and now they're stuck in a position, and we can't move them down. And everything is like the windows are sealed or the blinds are sealed within the window in the door. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Marianne, when you look at the yeah. handle on the door, does it have a brand name on it? 
No, I don't see one. Hmm. Well, Pella Windows was the company that first came out with this. But, of course, a lot of manufacturers thought how great an idea it was and, and did their version of copying it. And um, I don't think Pella would have a magnet. You can actually pull mm. open the pane of glass and get to right. you can get their to treatment. It. Yeah. Um, um, the best thing I can say is Bailey's Blind Repair. They've got a location in Gilbert, yeah. one in Mesa. Yeah. Um, if if it's fixable, Bailey's is going to be able to fix it for yeah. you. Because this, I'm guessing we're we're way out of warranty uh, on on this window, and a retrofit application from Bailey's is going to be your cheapest solution if one exists. Bailey, okay, thank you so much. Bailey, B A I L E Y, named after his daughter. Bailey's Blind Repair. Rosie certified. Uh, from there, we'll go to Patty and Surprise and see how we can help her on this Saturday morning. Wants to talk Hi, water treatment. All right. Yes. My question is, we're thinking about putting a water softening system in because I can't stand it that my dishwasher detergent doesn't melt. I can't use powder detergent. And when we went to look at them, we saw that they sell these uh, systems, blast systems that are magnetized. That's supposed to break down the calcium, or it, or, and which is better, or which works better? Well, Patty, when it comes to treating your water with magnets, I've never found one of those that has any independent third-party testing and support that it really works. Uh, uh-huh. It changes the structure of the water within the coil of the electric magnet. But once the water passes that magnet and gets into your house, it reverts right back to what it was. And I've never found a magnetic system that had the independent testing to prove to me it really works, except in huge industrial applications where the water flow is on constantly. But if we pass water through a little bitty tiny magnet coming into your house, and then we leave for the grocery store, and the water's sitting in our pipes for one hour or two hours or three hours, before you go back and turn it back on, it's right back to the condition it was before it went through the magnet. So I'm not a believer in any magnetic water treatment system and I will say that with all the magnetic water treatment salesmen listening (laughs) if you can prove to me the Water Quality Association has independently tested your product and has given us verifiable results I'll retract my statement but this is a subject Romy and I have been studying for over 20 years and here's the biggest thing follow the money some of those salesmen will come back and tell you, well, this is just big corporate business scared of it, and they're not accepting us to uh, to keep us away and, and under, the, under the rug. Okay, you're talking about major manufacturers, Kinetico, Eco, top of the line in the industry. They've got the money. You think they're going to walk away from an opportunity to sell – a product if it if it really worked. If it really they, worked. They they've got the money to make it better than the magnet companies are making it right now, but they're not because it's not 
what yeah. they do. It's not softening the water. No major corporation would walk away from an opportunity to enhance their product. If it worked, every major manufacturer would have a line that they would offer. Good point. So that's the biggest the biggest end kicker uh, because we do get that all the time. They're, oh, no, they're just scared of us. And they're, no, no. <laughs> They've got the money. They would squash you. Well, <laughs> if I, may, I may take Bundy off. So you could take, take all, all the, the calls. So you could take all the magnet water treatment <laughs> they, phone calls. They would come by your company in a heartbeat, uh, and it would just be a blip on their budget sheet. Yeah, <laughs> if if it worked. So let's get to. I'm Al. Glad, glad you called, Patty. <laughs> and Rosie uh, on RosieOnTheHouse.com, we have a great consumer water guide that yes. will go into like nine pages of depth on it. Uh, you can just type in water at RosieOnTheHouse.com and. You'll get right to it. Rosie's Water Consumer Guy. Al, next on the line, welcome to the program at one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE4U. Rosie, how are you feeling? Yeah, I, I feel better than I sound, Al. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, just want to say, hope you're feeling better, get better, and you're, you're a good man. You give me a lot of tips on the I, – I do building maintenance, and I've, I've taken a lot of advice from you. Well, we're we're in a very unique position of being recognized, and so as a source. So not only do we spend a lot of time researching, but we have a lot of people like you and in your industry that call us and feed us information as well. So we're very blessed that we have listeners that are willing to contribute their expertise to us, and then we just keep all the information in a central data system and share it with our Arizona homeowners. So that's that's what we try to do, Al. You, you're, you're a good man. You have a good show. Well, thank I you. I just want to say get better and keep strong. Amen. They're, uh, they're thank d- you, guys. They're doing everything they can in PT. I feel like, I feel like they cut my legs off yesterday <laughs> and filled them with concrete. <laughs> My calves and my quads and my hamstring. Oh, man. <clears throat> They're going to kill me before they make me better. I was, But you can tell the difference every day, I'll tell you. Well, and every season when we go back to when we get our snowpack and it's time to ski, you know, we there's very little you can do uh, to get your muscles ready for exactly how they're used when you're skiing. And same for water skiing. Yeah, so I, I imagine your day at PT is like taking ten seasons off of skiing and going back and hitting the slopes for a whole day. You just you get to the end of the slope at the last day at the last run, and the only thing you can move are your eyeballs without hurting. <laughs> well, the first week of January, the farthest I could walk was a little less than a quarter of a mile with a walker. But Jennifer and I did a what a mile and a quarter yesterday. So every day with no walker with no walkers, every day's better. I appreciate the prayers. We're we're making progress. I do like I, your goal that you'd mentioned to me. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna try and do Tom's thumb by Memorial Day. I gotta get up to five miles by the end of this month to just be a, on track. Just avoid the bees. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> I won't be able to outrun them. <laughs> so uh, We'll sneak one more call in here. Speaking of uh, Coach Garcia earlier, I, I got that eyeball-moving line from him. He always said that at the end of the tournament, the only thing you should be able to move without hurting your eyes. If, if you're not hurting, you weren't wrestling. Yeah. 
Let's bring CC in from Green Valley, Arizona. Listen on KGVY. Welcome oh, to the boy. broadcast. Uh, hi. Uh, my name is CC. I live in Green Valley, and my, I'm a widow, so I have to fix everything myself. I put my house on the market, and um, I brought in an electrician to kind of head off some things and a plumber for inspection. But I have a wobbly ceiling fan, and we put weights on it, but it's still wobbling. Do I need to take the whole thing down and start over again installing it? CC, let me let me give you a little secret about wobbly fans. Most of the time, it's because the mounting bracket or the screws holding the blades have vibrated loose. And if you'll just get up there with a Phillips head screwdriver and tighten everything you can see, even take the bonnet off the ceiling and let it drop down and re-secure the bracket to the junction box mounted in the ceiling. That takes care. I've seen people spend hours taping quarters on the back of their blades and never able to fix the wobble. And I get in there with a Phillips head screwdriver, tighten everything up, and it fixes it. That especially is true with fans on a back patio outside. So try that before you try any more weights. And you may have to take all those weights off. Yes. Uh, and to, because that fix now, all those weights may be throwing it off. But just to be safe, and if you, you've obviously spent a lot of time putting those weights on, on top of each fan blade, you could take a Sharpie and mark one, two, three, four, five, however many blades there are, and mark the quarters you take off of it so you know this flame blade had two quarters, this one had one, this one had three, and you're not starting all over from scratch again. So We appreciate the call. Uh, real quick, our home maintenance how-to. This is something we've adopted here recently. It's something we started developing, a regular home maintenance, uh, and it's, uh, it's really something pretty cool that we've been able to, if my computer uh, would go where I tell it to, to bring to Arizona homeowners. So we're talking, and and this is just to keep track of all the maintenance that happens day in and day out at our home that we just don't think about that suddenly build up and you've got uh, 50 to-dos. Well, one to-do a week is a lot easier than uh, 52 at the end of the year, but we're talking about maintaining and operating the garbage disposal. And you can put this, if you're a subscriber to our Rosie on the House Home Zada app, you can schedule this in your calendar and then you can synchronize that calendar to your phone and it'll send you notifications and reminder this weekend, do this, this weekend, do this, this weekend, do this. And it's got direct links to uh, all the information on how to properly do it. But what you want to do with your garbage disposal first is just put a bunch of ice in it and turn it on. And that will sharpen up all the blades inside. And there's, It's not a blade. It, like if you've got a blender and those gnarly blades that, you know, you go on pulse and it chop up. But these are more uh, just like blunt objects that there's, there's no sharp edge on it. But it'll take your fingers right off uh, the way it, it pulverizes. Spinning. And that crunched ice will also help clean all the interior components. Um, they say, and I was thinking about this last night when I was reviewing it. They say when you're done running a garbage disposal, you should let water running for 30, 
30 yeah. seconds. I thought, yeah. man, that's such a waste of water. Is it really worth it for uh, for what you're getting out of it? Well, the, if they, they say a couple things. Start the water and run it straight down the drain before you turn the disposal on. Then turn the disposal on until it quits making noise like it's grinding something up. And then let it run for another 30 seconds. That's only another gallon and a half of water. And, yeah, it flushes everything out so it keeps things from building up and accumulating in there. The ice is a great trick. The other thing about garbage disposal is that little rubber gasket right there in the drain hole. That's called a splash guard. So when you do turn the disposal on, it doesn't come back and splash back up at you. And people complain about odors all the time. Well, you would probably throw up if you saw the gunk that was on the bottom of your splash guard. Every so often, get in there with a Brillo pad, not one that you clean the dishes with. This is a sacrificial Brillo pad (laughs) that you're going to get in there with some Dawn and clean the underside of the splash guard. It's the Brillo pad we use to clean our chicken eggs with when we bring them in from the coop. Yeah, (laughs) and then the Brillo pad goes in the trash. It could be really nasty. The underside of that splash guard. You can pour a cup of cooking oil in with your ice cubes to help kind of get everything lubed up. And one thing to be aware of, if it ever gets, uh, if you ever turn it on and it doesn't turn on, don't assume that it's broken. It may just have something jammed that's stuck. And you can get an Allen wrench and go to the very bottom of the garbage disposal, put the Allen wrench in, and hand force turn it. And a lot of times that's just, that'll break it loose. And it's there for exactly that. For the part something gets jammed and makes it stuck, the motor is only so strong and sometimes it can jam something in it. And we've done that a few times thinking, oh, the garbage disposal is dead. Well, let's just try and uh, do the manual break and do that. It spins, you turn it back on, it's still spinning. And while you're under there with the Allen wrench cranking it, look for the little red reset button. You that might, one too. You <laughs> might you might push that while you're down there. Well, one of the individuals that has kept in touch with Rosie on the house since uh, Rosie's rollover accident, he was not the driver, <clears throat> was uh, <laughs> Deputy Sheriff Jeff Hansen. And he wrote in this morning, say, hey, Rosie, great to hear you back on the air. Last time we saw you, we were loading you on the helicopter oh, out boy. at Four Peaks. <laughs> you know, the Maricopa County Sheriff's Department has a, has a division called Lake Patrol, and they gave me a medal. And it shows their insignia on one side. And on the back side, it says, we've been saving you from yourself for 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty funny. But I was like, wait, he, he wasn't driving it. So. Well, I tell you what, they, <laughs> they, were, they were our white knights. And I couldn't believe how quick they responded. And in, in the amount of time it took to get hurt, and cut our way out of the seatbelts and pass out in the ditch and end up at the hospital. It, 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 I don't think it was more than 40 minutes or an hour at the most. It was unbelievable. So thanks a million. 
everybody involved in the Maricopa County Sheriff's Lake Patrol. We were between Sawara Lake and Four Peaks, and they got to us, Johnny, on the spot. There was a, an accident that happened farther up towards Payson that ended, resulted in four fatalities. And that week that it happened, Mark Salem called in because they always call him for those vehicle identifications. Like, don't tell me that was Rosie. I'm like, Mark, settle down. That wasn't that wasn't Rosie. He's 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 fine. He's going to be okay. But it, it set off a panic for a couple people. And uh, but glad to have you back on the air. We sent an email. Big boys are back in town! Exclamation mark. Welcome you in. A texter says, "Great to hear Rosie back on the air." And uh, you can read about it at caringbridge.org. You type in Rosie's recovery. A couple people have wrote in saying, "What happened to Rosie?" They obviously uh, we we talked about it uh, on a weekly basis, but it's a four-hour program, and we didn't spend all four hours every single no. broadcast talking about it. That'd be boring. <laughs> that that would get boring. So we've got, uh, but this texter. Uh, Great to hear Rosie thinking about converting my open patio to a screened in Arizona room. Is this worth it uh, with the Arizona sun? What do you think? Yeah, with special considerations, you just have to know, you have to have the right expectations. But you screen it in and provide it with shade and then get one of these evap coolers that we have. The patio the, pal. The patio pal with an ice chest in it and put a cooler out there. You're, you're going to have like a whole nother overflow room all uh, seven months out of the year. It's a roll-around evap cooler. It's got five wheels on the bottom. And then you've got the evap cooler part with the squirrel cage that blows the cool air over the water dripping over the pads. And on top of it's an ice chest that will fit four cases of water or whatever your drink of choice is. And the ice from that ice chest just melts into the I love that it. cooler it, it's one of those that i think gosh darn it why wish i had thought of that, that. yeah <laughs> i love ours well it sounds like we do have susan on the line with us or rosie on the house promotion team live in tucson for a very special event it's the 10th anniversary of the bell home makeover uh tour and blood drive uh we've got a two-hour window that people can go and enjoy uh a tour of this extreme home makeover that was done in 2009 for Lizzie Bell. And, uh, you know, we're going to roll it over into the beginning of the next break. But today, if you'd like to see that, it's in Tucson. You have to call for the address. Uh, and the homeowners, as well as the builders and the architects, are all on site. And you can learn about uh, this incredible home that was done. And it's now in its 10th year. And, you know, it's, it, it's 10 years old, so it's time for the maintenance to start kicking back in. We'll have more here as long as our plumbing hour at Rosie on the House right after this.